Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel, and this is my husband. You're welcome. I'm Zach. And we're here uh, just to serve you. Our vision and mission here at Faith Promise is all about equipping you to win your world. And that's what our time together is about today. You can find our podcast on all platforms. So if what you hear today is inspiring or helpful to you in your walk to pursue the purpose that God's given you, please share it. We would love to see people know more, That's love right. God more, That's right. and um, love people, discover their purpose, and win their world. So we're going to talk today about another one of our values, and it's love people. Love and people. I think the best way to start is to hear about how maybe you were not loved. Okay. Well, and I was just, just going to ask you if... You were ever dumped. Mm -hmm. I would like to pause and first let you know that the ladies always loved Zach. I mean, it was disgusting. It was my hair. It was, it was one my of, hair, babe. You had an afro. It was not attractive. It was It awesome. was actually surprising <laughs> how many girls, they just loved that. I feel skin. like we're getting off right Ow. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to know. I just think it's real. I just, I we have I never talked about this ever. turned into the counseling ever. podcast, my feelings. <laughs> We've never had this conversation. We haven't. So I, why not do it okay. in, with all of our closest friends? Yeah. Have you ever been dumped? So I haven't necessarily been dumped, but here's here's what was happening um, is I had, I'm not going to use names, but I had this girl that I had dated throughout high school who I thought I was going to marry. And, uh, and then she moved away for school and it we it, it it wasn't right in general, but it didn't it didn't work, and so I d started dating a different girl. This is this is the worst. This makes my stomach my stomach not. I hate this so much. So I was dating a girl, and uh, and then, but the that first girl that I was dating in high school, she was back. I don't know if it was for summer or what, I don't know what it was for, but the girl I was dating second, I knew that relationship didn't honor God. And so I was like, okay, I should be with this girl. So I'm I'm in the midst of breaking things off with girl number two. Oh my gosh, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. But I'm also starting like uh, communication back with girl number one, and uh, and so amazing. I am walking down the hall with girl number two. And then girl number one turns the corner. I'm holding girl number two's hand. And I dropped it. No. I dropped I dropped it. I could throw up right now. My stomach hurt so bad. So I see her. Which, why would I drop it? It's obviously, it's, it's happened. It's already happened. At least I could turn the corner and not have, oh yeah, it was terrible. It was a bad deal. It, yeah, it was, it was not amazing. good. So, um, Neither relationship worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously not because we're together. Oh, which is, well, yeah, it was what the Lord had. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That was a terrible moment. Thank you for what, what, hey, making me really relive that. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. And if you're listening, there you go. Now you know. It doesn't always feel How out. is that going to tie into <laughs> loving, loving people? It doesn't always feel good, loving people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's probably not. Hurt me. I, I Hurt just me. really thought it might be interesting. Yes. We love love and everybody likes we a good do. love story. We have an amazing love story. We do. We I do. think like the most people, when they think about love people, their first thought is not really like, oh, the most amazing love story. It's like, I've really tried to love people and I've been dumped a bunch or I can't 
find somebody or I've had a lot of broken friendships and relationships. What is your greatest pet peeve that makes it hard for you to love people? Mm. It's about humans. That's hard. It is. What is it? Maybe it smells. Ooh. <laughs> cool. I think when somebody has... <laughs> what kind now of, we lost all of our friends. Kind of smell. Yeah, yeah. We haven't I, used any names. Some smells. I just think sometimes... We're talking about breath. We're talking about... All. Maybe breath. Maybe other smells. I don't know. I'm with my kids a lot. Let's talk, let's talk to our coffee drinkers for a moment. This is... I'm a coffee drinker. I think it's best for I you do to it. carry... I'm guilty. I think it's best for you to carry mints. I think it's I'm best. I'm guilty. Yes. So we love people. We do love people. What does people. the Lord have to say about it? <laughs> our, our value is obviously geared more towards... Yeah, God's way of loving people. Yes. So let's talk about... Last week, we talked about loving God. And the way we would define that is that we can't wait to give all of us to the one who gave his all for us. And when we start loving God, it, there's no way for you to love God and not love people. And the way we would define our love for people it here is that we lay our lives down to give the love we've been given. Mm -hmm. So help me understand, where do you find that in the Bible, Zach? Yes. So uh, again, we said last week we have four values, love God, love people, discover purpose, and win the world. And so really, again, if you're familiar with the Bible or not, those first two really mimic the great commandments. So in Matthew 27, 37 through 40, uh, this guy's talking to Jesus. He's actually testing him. He's talking to Jesus. says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as your, yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two. And so really you see it as you look at like our values as a flywheel. You see those first two, the great commandments, mm -hmm. love God, love people. And then we'll talk in the next couple of weeks about how the last two are the great uh, commission. But that's how that's how I see it. And, and I think something special about that verse, all the law and the prophets hang on these two. We talk all the time. Yeah, that Bible, The Bible's big, 66 books. It's a big, thick book. And even you and I have read it through a bunch of times. And there's stuff in there that's like, hey, that's hard. But right there, the law and the prophets, he's referring to all the Old Testament um, and then you, we see later Paul even puts the New Testament in that same vein. You know, all the law and the prophets hang on these two, which is love God and love people. So that's where we see it in Scripture, and we see Jesus really prioritize it um, there. So I would, you know, we kind of talked about how a lot of times when we experience love, especially in, in our relationships, there's so much brokenness. I mm -hmm. can think about, I mean, we can... We were actually just talking about two guys that you have um, just met recently who are struck. Both of them are on their second marriage. They're in their 30s. They're yeah. talking about divorce again. Like when we talk about loving people, we're so broken. Our minds are broken. Our hearts yeah. are broken. How is it? How can we even begin to love people the way that God loves them when that's the state that we find ourselves in? <laughs> well, I feel like you do. You do a better job at that with than me some uh, a lot of times um but i and i i think we're going to talk about this maybe this is a good transition point to it but i find when i'm not loving people well it's because it i'm not loving my i'm not loving myself you know there's something about there's something about me 
Um, whenever I, I it, it, it seems like seasonal. It's not necessarily specific individuals. It seems like I'll get in seasons or whatever where people just annoy me more. People are more annoying to me um, than, than they are like an object of affection, an object of love, mm-hmm. right? And and so, and again, like he, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And again, I, I know we're going to talk about this, but but let me ask you something since, you know, we're, we're on that. You do such a better job of loving you, loving yourself, than I do of loving myself. Um, and uh, and I have a thought on that. I have a thought on why that is. Uh, and you smirked at me right then. It was actually going to be a positive one. If I don't you, know. If you sass me, why do you think you can do a good job? <laughs> if you're listening, we're pointing at each other. Why do you think you do a good job of of loving yourself? Um, I would say there are two things that have helped me. Before she says this, if you go back to the last podcast, you'll hear like a revelation you had in that prayer labyrinth. Oh, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. probably a catalyst for it, the next thing is, you're going to yes, say. It is, yes, a catalyst. If you need to go back to love God, it's hard to love yourself without loving God, yeah, but so, yes. sorry. So I would say there are one through relationships with other believers and um, honestly through like intentional counseling, going and talking to a counselor, I discovered lies um, that I believed about myself and about other people that needed to be redirected by the truth of God's word. And so some of those things like, and I was in bondage to a spirit of shame for, I mean, years and years, I experienced deliverance, um, 2017 from, uh, the bondage of shame, which made it difficult for me to, um, really receive all of God's love for me. And to give it to other people because I was constantly reliving moments and feeling foolish. And so my focus and my attention wasn't on the kingdom coming to earth. It was on about me. And so all of that stuff stems and, and breeds pride. So I would think really the root of that, me, is because I have learned the truth of God's word and I chose to believe it. So I really do believe, as naive as you may think me, I believe God's word. I believe every bit of it is true. I don't think it's it's fairy tales. And when God says something about me, it's not just about me. It's about other people too. And he talks about creation and humanity. And I started to believe those things about myself. And then I was able to believe those things in others. Yeah. Off topic a little bit, but it matters because we'll go back to it. How do you, how do you, um, I know more about the Bible than you. <laughs> But it seems like, and I, I lots mm, of people. Zach's I so good at the Bible. We were, I am, you're welcome. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, me, you, my brother, there's a group of people at Don Guy, we were talking. And my brother, Michael, was talking about some trouble he has believing the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I believe it all. I believe it all. And um, I, 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 I've always really, I've always really admired that. Like you're just this aggressive, crazy, like, I just believe it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Even what, the weird stuff. Yeah, and I, and there there's the part where faith is a gift. Yeah. And and so we want to acknowledge, hey, part of the faith gift that you have, it's yeah. just a gift. You know, Micah has, just talking about Mike, Mike's got different gifts than you have. Yeah. He doesn't have the faith you have. But is there anything practically, or do you really just think it is a gift of faith? Why, why do you believe the Bible at, on the crazy level in which you do? I, well, I think 
I've started to experience it in my real in like in real life. Mm. So when I chose to believe that I was created in God's image, God is the most, and if you like start to study God, he is the most incredible thing in all of creation and existence. So if that I was created in the image of that being, it's a pretty big deal. And he cares so much about me. It says that he in in the Psalms that he knows every single hair on my head. I have a lot of hair. Uh-huh. And of it hair. changes every day because I lose it. It's in the and shower. I put it on the shower. It's crazy how much I don't know how you're not bald. So like <laughs> it's unbelievable. I if I when I ma- started making the choice to believe God's word, mm-hmm. my life looked different. Yeah. My thought life was different. The way I felt was different. The way I treated people was different. And I just started to say, hey, I like the transformation that comes from God's word. Mm -hmm. My life, I love, like, the process of sanctification, though painful, right? The process of being made like Christ, that's what sanctification is, being made holy. That is painful often. The result is is literally life and life to the full. And I would rather have life and life to the full and someone think I'm silly than not have it and please that person. Right. Yeah, part, I guess, so What do you think, for someone like you, you know the Bible so well, what is it for you that allows for you to walk in like, hey, I I can love myself and love others? Well, before before we say that, I I, I just don't want to lose it. Going back, a few minutes ago, I said that you do a better job of loving yourself than I see most people do definitely better than I do. And as I reflect on why that is, you made some decisions a long time ago to not step into some oh, of the sins mm-hmm. that I did. Like I, the big one for me, like I, I had, I lost my virginity young, like, and I messed, I messed up in that way. And so like relationally, like I had, we talk about the freedom conference, I had these soul ties, some of these things. And then, I, and then obviously, if you're having sex outside of marriage, those relationships are unhealthy, you know, they're, because they're outside of the bounds of what God has said. Mm-hmm. And so I lived this way. I mean, I, I loved God. I did. And I loved people. But I wasn't living in a lot of ways how God called me to. And so there's something about um, like that developmental season where um, I guess since I was I was living in something like like sex is designed for marriage. When you do it outside of that, it, it just it just messes with you. And then, but just just the unhealthy relationships and and seeking out like I really saw that affirmation from from other people. Like and and I, I built my life around a lot of those things. And so I think it's important just for uh, when you talk about loving people. If you're responsible for discipling anybody, like if you're a parent or if you're a spouse or if you're a group leader, especially when people are young, like the the stuff that they walk through, the circumstances they experience, they so shape how they how they can love themselves, mm-hmm. or the path to being able to love themselves well. Um, you, if you live, you live like hell, if you will. You know, the path to loving yourself biblically is going to be more challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, you just gonna have to you just have to fight for some freedom. Um, but yeah, so that, that's just something I want to get across for people to process a little bit. So let me ask something as somebody who has struggled with the consequences of, of sin and living in a broken world and God has redeemed and restored things for you, you know, the Bible, well, mm-hmm. how does this not become a, Oh, you just got to love yourself. Cause if you just, and I feel like that's something our culture just says, you just love you, you do you, 
and you'll feel better and then you can treat other people better. How is how is what God's telling us to do different yeah. in, biblically than what the world is saying? Well, it's different because there's a truth to it. So, um, you know, like in John 15, uh, 12 and 13, I've commanded, I, I command this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has... Uh, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. There's, but but all throughout. So you talk about Ephesians two ten that you we are his craftsmanship, his masterpiece made on purpose with a purpose. You talk about uh, Psalms one thirty nine, put together piece by piece while we were still inside of our moms, like different things like that. Like there's this absolute truth that is God's word. Mm-hmm. There's an absolute truth, and so when I feel certain ways about myself. Um, again, I, I have to go back, you know, in, in Psalm 139, David asks him, he says, test my anxious ways, see if there's any unrighteous way in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's the big difference, uh, how this is not, um, why and how this is not like just self-help or, you know, rainbows and unicorns making you feel good, uh, because you're loved, you're loved and not just loved because you're in relation with God. But that love should put you on mission. Like it, it should, again, like what, uh, I guess it's a great example. Actually, just, just kind of hit me in James 1. It, he says that the Bible is a mirror. And he says that the foolish person looks at it and immediately walks away and forgets what it looks like. But I mean, I would say most of us, like even the most secure of us, one of the hardest places it is to look and love ourselves is look in the mirror, mm. right? Um, and so, uh, I even before we re- recorded this podcast, somebody said that they felt fat, you know, and everybody in the room was like, that's crazy. Right. Um, uh, just, it could have been me, could have been anybody on the podcast with long black hair, but, uh, but yeah, but it, it, it's brown. brown, black. I realized it when I said it, move on, Rachel, don't be so legalistic. So, um, but <laughs> I just look at it. It looks dark in here. Okay. Just move past it. Um, but again, going back to what you asked, hey, how do how does somebody um, how does somebody love themselves and it not be, it not turn into that? Well, again, there's an absolute truth, and that love for God constitutes a love for us as being His His mm-hmm. creation. And since we are His creation, we have an inheritance, a role to fulfill. Again, which gets into our next values, but we won't go there today. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that it is difficult to love other people if you aren't grounded in truth. And we find the truth of who we are and who other people are in God's word. And because we love God, yeah. we we read his word and we follow the word's example. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that we, like our society is like, it's it's it says, hey, you should accept everybody and everything, but you don't have to accept like what's different than you. So like if somebody thinks differently or they think that you're wrong, again, like if you continue to extrapolate out like this world's view of love, that whatever go the whole, mm-hmm. again, it, it, the craziest one of the whole love is love. And we need to try to, you know, uh, have acceptance for pedophilia and stuff like that. Like that's what happens when you keep on extrapolating out like this love that's totally based on feelings. You know, we talked about it. Uh, like one of the best ways to share your faith to to win the world, you know, asking people, hey, what what is absolute? We were talking, and again, we we have people in our life that live a transgender lifestyle, and we witness them, we love on them. But again, there's there's kids right now going to school saying they identify as an animal, you know, and and the teacher is not allowed to correct that. 
You used to extrapolate out love based on feelings. And, and I mean, you just get to a crazy place. So there has to be truth somewhere. Mm-hmm. And again, if and I, I would challenge anybody to, to study all these things that say that they have absolute truth, the Quran, you know, the Book of Mormon, the Bible, or more. And I really do believe you are going to find the healthiest, most transformative view of love, not just of God, but of people in the, in, in the Bible. That's so good. So we talked about last week in our values because our values are, these are huge. Love God, love people, discover your purpose, win your world. They feel really heavy. So we have these things called handles, which are ways that you live out the value in your life. And we have 12 for each of our four values. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, we're just going to talk through a couple of these. What are, like we did last week, what are two that you say, hey, these are the most, when I look at the list, these impact me the most. Yeah, it's so hard. Again, we, we love these so much. But I, I would say the two is we speak life over people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we speak life over people, and we love the lost because he loves us first. Um, and just really quickly on that, I think it's in I think it's in 2 Corinthians 14. It's one of the longer, like, really specific discourse about speaking in tongues, which is can be confusing and all this stuff. But Paul says that prophesying is, you know, it's more beneficial. And prophesying is not necessarily like like a word of knowledge where you see in the future of somebody's deal, but like whenever you tell somebody, hey, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God has plans for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, like a, a hope for your future. Mm-hmm. And hey, I, I just want to encourage you to live in that. Like you're prophesying like God's promise over them mm-hmm. for them to change their view of it. So that, that one's a big one for me. Kyle Wall, who's one of our pastors, he has this exercise where, like, if you're in a room of people, which is fun to do as a family, we do it for birthdays. Yep. But he says, look to the person to your right, and everybody. so everybody goes around, and he just says, hey, what would Jesus tell that person? Just spend five minutes thinking about it, and then what would Jesus tell that person if he were to say something to them? And it's that speak life deal. I think it's so good. Um, and then that the, the other one, um, we love the lost because he loves us first. We don't love people, uh, again— we talked last time, usually we love people because of what they do for us or how they make us feel. But whenever we're operating from the thought, the feeling that God loves us, we operate how God loves. So God does not love us because how we make him feel or what we do for him. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we love other people because God loves us, it transforms how we love. We don't love people because of what they do for us or how they make us feel. We love people because God's called us to. When when Jesus talked to Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Again, dad's told us. Like mm-hmm. He didn't say, do you love sheep? He said, do you love me? And so we share our faith. We pray for people. We keep on pursuing people because we love God and God loves them. Mm-hmm. And so, and since God's transformed who we are. Uh, but what about you? What are, what are two that stick out to you? I think I'll choose the hardest ones for me. I think that one of the most difficult ones for me is we pursue people because um, it requires, to, one, it requires humility mm-hmm. for me to lower myself and go after somebody. And it also requires, it just requires time. Yeah. Time, attention, money, like to pursue somebody, to go spend time with them, to buy them a cup of coffee or to give time away, to see them love the Lord or just to serve them where they are, it requires something of me. And um, sometimes my pride gets the best of me. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's really hard for me is we welcome feedback because sometimes I can be a little insecure. 
Uh-huh. And I have to I have to work really, really hard twofold. One, to create a space where people feel like they can actually give me feedback. So I have to humble myself. Right. And uh, But also like when people give me feedback, to remember that the people who are sharing with me love me. Mm-hmm. They want me to be better. They want me to grow. And I have to, but I have to work really hard here to believe truth and to operate out of the truth that I, that like I love God and um, that I love people. Right. And um, for me, that's kind of where those those are probably the most difficult. Yeah. Let me let me ask this this as as we as we wrap up. But one on here that I think would be a game changer, but so hard is we see people as God sees them, you know. And so, what's that? What's that going to look like? How how are you? In, in how you live your life, how are you going to do in such a way where you see people as God sees them? Well, I think we talked about it earlier, what the Word says. I think knowing the Word and believing it about mm-hmm. myself and then the life-giving things I believe about myself, believing that about others. I think there's something, there's another one that says like we, we believe the best of people, the best in people. And um, I think remembering like I love God. Mm-hmm. And so operating always like, I love God. And he loves, like he loves his children. And so I want to see them like they're God's mm-hmm. children. I'm a mom. So for me to think about my kids and if my kids were far away from me, how broken I would be. Yeah. And that for me, how, what for you, how are you seeing people the way that God sees them? Yeah. I, I, I think it's just so you can see how weird Rach and I are. One of the things that we like pray for is that like God would tell us what people need. And oh, so yeah. like. Uh, I really do. I pray uh, like when I'm walking, if we were walking the mall or whatever, that there'd be like almost like a text bubble above them that says like anxiety or father issues or whatever, where we could walk up and love them there. Like mm-hmm. I think when believers walk, and I, I think that's a, a gift that people receive. And uh, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is is words of knowledge and, and some of that stuff. And so, but I just hope, I hope that people would, I hope we can do better, but I hope that people would start to like their dreams and their hopes uh, would be some of these supernatural ways to love people. I think that that would, that's going to lead us to win the world. That'll lead us to revival. Mm -hmm. That'll lead to a lot of life change. And so, yeah, that's our, that's our, that's our hope uh, for sure. But hey, thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, We really are. We love you uh, and we pray for you. And so, hey, I want to I want to pray us out. I just want to pray for a, a, a heightened uh, love for people and that you would receive gifts and that you dream about gifts and it'd be something that you would know that God has ordained you, anointed you to impact eternity. Look up Romans 1.5. You, you have been, you're an apostle to this, uh, but you can't reach people you don't love. Yeah. There's just no way. So let me pray for us. God, we love you so much. We just ask right now, uh, everyone listening or watching that right now that we would take a moment, we'd breathe out, uh, that we would receive freedom for uh, the hurts and the habits, the hangups that we've walked in for so long that make it hard to love people, and that we really would, we would be able to uh, love as you love, uh, not for what people do for us or how they make us feel, uh, but we would love because you first loved us, that our our love for ourselves and our love for others would be predicated on your love for us and your love for others, that that would be our battery for the burden to see revival, uh, for us to win the world. Uh, but God, first, it comes from love for you. It comes from a love for people. And then we'll get there uh, to see the world one to you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for this time. Let me pray. Amen. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>